0: Hi everybody and welcome to my home. I'm Dennis Prager and indeed this is my home. You do they have you caught uh, is this peanut in the uh, in the shot here. We have three dogs. I I I told my wife when we married that more than two dogs is eccentric. But uh we we have the third because of a family tragedy. So I just want to explain how we ended up with three. Now a lot of you don't think three is a lot, but I do. Anyway, they're lovable and that's the way it is. So welcome anyway, almost every week I do this with you and I got busy weeks, but that's, I consider this very important. It's completely unscripted, which is wonderful and dangerous because what if I say something that I wish I had said in a different way, then there's nothing I can do about it because this is going live as well as to be retrieved at other times. But it's worth it, and I, I, I tend not to fall into the trap of saying things that I, uh, that I don't mean. By the way, that reminds me is a very interesting story in that regard that should help a lot of you, or some of you, or a few of you. When I first began broadcasting in my early 30s, 30 something years ago, I, I remember thinking there are things that I can't say on the air. I, I would get fired, find and or fired, including any curse word or expletive or whatever term you wish to use. So I knew that I pretty rarely uh, use those words. I, I am not an absolutist. I think, you know, an off color joke or you're with a very close friend and, you know, you want to emphasize something or you're angry, I, I I, don't, I'm not an absolutist. As I always say, you know, if a piano falls on your toe and all you say is, gosh darn it, you are quite controlled, more so than I am. But generally, I'm, I'm not in favor of cursing, certainly not publicly ever and even privately, minimally. But I remember thinking the more I curse or use these words in private, the more likely they are to come out on the radio. And so I decided to be very, very careful speaking privately in every way possible so that, uh, I, I don't mean politically correct. I, I mean, uh, for example, I, I tried not, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. I tried not to uh, uh, exaggerate exaggeration is a human tendency you know oh my god you know I I I I must have I don't know I must have bumped into 20 people I knew on the way to work today and it's more like three but that's normal that's the way people talk but I remember deciding I won't even exaggerate in private talk so that it doesn't come out when I I talk on the radio so it's just a, an interesting a way to look at things so anyway that's why to get back to how I got onto the subject I'm okay with this spontaneity and non-scripted extended time with a camera and microphone i had a very uh, interesting week uh, n- not uh, not the kind of week i would want every week i will say i wrote two weeks ago a-, a column my i have a nationally syndicated column comes out every tuesday you should see it it's on town hall and national review among many other places and this one was reprinted or republished almost uh, everywhere in the conservative world and as a result the uh, mainstream media which is on the left they picked it up as well and it uh, bothered them because i mentioned that on this coming wednesday that is august 16th i was i was invited a half a year ago to conduct on august 16th in one of the most prestigious halls in the world, the Walt Disney concert hall in Los Angeles. I was invited by the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra conductor to conduct a symphony, then there'd be an intermission and he would conduct his orchestra. And I have conducted orchestras in the past, otherwise this invitation never would have happened. But he is a, is a, if I may say, I think he's a big booster of mine. He's been listening to me for years and he's beloved by his orchestra and uh the invitation sounded terrific Walt Disney Hall and a chance to play or to conduct the orchestra of one of the most left-wing cities in the country and I'm a conservative what could be nicer that's really how I thought I was a little naive but that's what I thought what a wonderful gesture to show at least in music where where hopefully no politics so to speak we could at least unite that way well i didn't even know this but as far back as march a letter went out from some members of the orchestra led by two members who are professors at ucla we're not going to play for this hateful bigot and we ask our fellow players not to play for him and we ask no one to attend the concert, don't buy tickets. Now, you know what's interesting? Their, their narcissism, among many other uh, truly awful traits, came through. They were willing to, in effect, bankrupt their orchestra to make their political point. That's how much they hate conservatives. Because the, the orchestra had already booked the hall. And you can't go back to Walt Disney and say, you know what? We're not going to do the evening. They'll say, fine, don't do the evening, but we have your money. And they don't have a lot of money, which is one of the reasons I'm doing this is to raise money as I've done in the past, because I bring a lot of people to the concert and I want to introduce people to classical music and I want to help these orchestras. So they wrote this letter, you know, and interestingly, out of about 70 members of the orchestra, about seven said they won't play. For this hate-filled or hateful bigot and you would think that if you were objective you would say well that means one out of ten is not going nine out of ten are going to play for him which is the bigger news i'm asking you which is the bigger news if you were honest unlike much of the media wouldn't the news be Despite calls for boycott, uh, 90%, 9 out of 10 members of the Santa Monica Symphony Orchestra. This is not the orchestra of Jackson, Mississippi. This is the, which presumably is more conservative. This is the orchestra of, of you know, this is on the level of Manhattan, Berkeley, Marin County, of, uh, in, in terms of liberal left politics. So the news, if there's any news, would be conductor and board the board is composed of liberals and conservatives they only voted five to three to invite me to begin to begin with but they all came aboard all eight once the once the calls for boycott started because they want to help their orchestra and because they don't want to be closed-minded we don't want to be on the level of your universities your university whatever is your university in your in your area or where you attend or your child attends they don't want to be in that, which is what I did in my article. I said now conservatives cannot only sp- not speak, they can't even not speak. <laughs> so you understand, because you don't speak when you make music. There's there's nothing political about it. It's Haydn, the great the great the 18th century uh, composer. That's it. Well, anyway, uh, the. Board reaffirmed and 90% of the players are are coming Some in fact, here's even more news. That's never reported Members of the Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra one of the most prestigious orchestras in the world Have volunteered to come and play because they listen to my radio show or they watch PragerU videos and they're and they're big supporters of mine That's not that's that was not reported once not once nor, nor that 90 percent are coming. So the press they only reported that. Then the New York Times picked up the story because I, I kept asking, why would the New York Times write an article on a uh, on a regional small orchestra and having a conservative conductor. Well, what do they care? I uh, know I figured it out. My article can a conservative conduct an orchestra really got to them? because they look very bad on the left because of universities the left unlike liberals and I say this every time the left has nothing in common with liberalism it is the most anti liberal doctrine in the US today there is no conservative who is nearly as anti liberal as the left is none not one there may be some right-wing kooks out there that I never met but that exist. but I'm talking about in any numbers the only numerically significant group that is anti-liberal in America is the left. Liberalism stood among other things for open-mindedness. Let's hear what the other guy has to say, let alone let's allow the other guy to to lead an orchestra or play in an orchestra. So, none of this was picked up. The New York Times writes about it because I gave them the whole left a black eye. Now conservatives are not only barred from speaking on campuses they are barred from making music this got to them so this got a lot of coverage New York Times wrote an article the entire article was a hatchet job about me it, it there was no there was not even a semblance of fairness about hey you know what amazingly 90% are going and uh, the the conductor is fully supportive the they gave one or two quotes to the conductor. He told me he spoke to the guy for a half hour. Nothing he said actually came out in the article because the, he, he actually said positive things about me. There was no positive thing about me in the article. By the way, the issue was not me. The issue was the issue. I just happen to know this because it's about me. And then the worst, though, this is the part that got me. I don't care if people call me bad names. I'm in public. I'm a big boy. I can handle it but I I don't like being misquoted. That's the only thing that bothers me is when I'm lied about, not when I'm vilified, but when I'm lied about. And they said, among other things, they, they wrote, Prager suggested or suggests that same sex marriage will lead to polygamy and incest. So that's interesting. They didn't put it in quotes. They didn't put a URL where you click on those words and then you go to an article, which I wrote or got quoted. Nothing. Seven paragraphs later, they do cite an article in which I did speak about uh, the issue of same-sex marriage. In a response to the judge, some years ago, the federal judge, I think his name is Vaughn Walker, who uh, said Proposition 8, the proposition in California, That defined marriage as a man and a woman this most liberal state in in the Union and it even said you know what we're pro-gay and gay rights but marriage is a man and a woman but that was not allowed they vacated uh, he vacated and overthrew that amendment to the uh, to the California Constitution and he wrote that you know the 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 Constitution doesn't doesn't I, I wish I had it in front of me but doesn't um what's the word I don't remember the word but does allow for you know equality of union so I wrote that equality of union if that is the criterion then what what legally would would prevent the legal union of uh of polygamy of of, in other words the legal union of more than two people or the legal union of adults who are members of the same family and I, and I even wrote adults So please understand. I never ever even implied because I don't believe it that same-sex marriage will lead to incest It's an it's it's all it's just made up words What I said was the argument can be used to defend something else So if they were honest, they would have said Prager suggests that the the uh, on the issue of legality If any two people can get married or any any people can get married on the on the grounds of equality That would apply as well to members of a family or to more than two people that would be honest That's not what they wrote. So what they by the way, they even wrote a more amazing even more amazing. They said uh, uh, Prager said that the left created heterosexual AIDS so I read it and thought really I said that the left creates diseases sure enough of course I never said that I said the left created hysteria over over heterosexual AIDS in America and only in America in, in Africa it is a big issue many of you may not even remember this but it was a huge issue in the United States so they they admitted they got that one wrong and they changed the word and they said the left invented the heterosexual AIDS crisis which is correct it's a big difference from inventing heterosexual AIDS. The whole article was like that. And the sad part is people read that who do have no idea who I am. Never read me, never heard me. And they will do what the New York times want, wants. And that is dismiss me as a hateful bigot, which is the furthest thing that I am. It's, you might as well say that I am a, an aardvark it, it's just but that's the way they deal with it as i said six herb the left does not have arguments it has epithets six herbs sexist intolerant xenophobic homophobic islamophobic racist bigoted the reason the left has one word dismissals of those with whom it differs is that it doesn't have cogent arguments against those who differ if you don't believe me I invited one of the two, I invited both professors who said I was a hateful bigot. I invited them onto my show, which is not very hateful and bigoted, is it? So one of them accepted, the other one did not accept. So he came on for an hour. You could see it. Go to my website, Dennis and click on the, uh, the, the hour that I had with professor Apter and you tell me who has the greater hate and who has the greater arguments. I'll leave it at that. So that's what it's been like. The, this, was as, this was a pretty pure motive. I wanted to show that music could bring people together. I wanted to make music, and I wanted to do it, especially since a city so well to the left, its orchestra was inviting me. I thought it would be a nice thing. So this is what has happened but it's going on. It's very close to sold out, which is not easy to do with a small regional orchestra. It And and the, the conductor and the orchestra know that it's because of me. And I just want them to prosper. I, if there are still tickets, you might want to go, but I, I don't know. You have to check if, uh, if there are tickets. It's coming this coming Wednesday. So anyway, that's the way it's been. I'm going to write about this because the, the problem of the Western media lying, when they have an agenda, they don't lie. For example, the New York times doesn't lie. If there's an, if it has an article on, let's say, say there was a coup in Liberia. The odds are they will get the facts right because the New York times has no agenda with regard to Liberia and uh, who's in power, but the moment they have an agenda, they lie regularly, constantly, they don't even know they're lying because it doesn't matter to them whether they are. What matters is they have a social justice agenda. They know they're morally pure and that anyone who differs them with them must be morally terrible. It's like that with most of your professors. It is like that in the media. This is a crisis in Western civilization. What else can I say? all right time for you anyway next week i guess if we get together i'll tell you how it went it probably is the last time i'll conduct the uh i think i'm retiring <laughs> it, it's not a, forget the tensions because of the politics it's you have no idea what hard work it is to do music right these musicians are phenomenal you have to you have to work all day at it And I, you know, I have other things to do. I am, this is really a bucket list thing for me to have conducted symphonies and now to do so in such a prestigious hall. But I think that, um, I may take, uh, early retirement. J 19, do we have ages for everybody now? For many of them. them. Hello, J 19 from Yonkers, New York. Dennis, how many languages do you know? When and how did you learn each of them? Well, I try to be as very, as clear as, possible. I have a lighter, guys? I try to be as clear as possible on this matter. So here's here's the way it works. So I could say that I know four, and know is a better word. I don't speak for fluently. I speak too fluently. I speak English and Hebrew fluently. I'll tell you how I learned them. I get along well in French, get along in Russian. In fact, I gave a speech in Russian in Russia many, many years ago. It wasn't great, but... It was still a speech. I studied Russian. Oh, and also I studied Arabic and I can get along in Spanish. To, by the way, to read the Arabic uh, uh, alphabet. Whoa, that was one of the tougher things that I did in my life. I'll give you an example. We learned the Russian alphabet in a week. I learned the Arabic alphabet in six months. Give you an idea. It's not easy. But it was, it was a real goal of mine. So I learned Hebrew because I went to Jewish school from the age of five, where Hebrew was spoken half the day and English the other half. So most of the kids who went to my type of school learned it really well. And then I, and since I care about languages, I really learned and I gave, I've given lectures in Hebrew. And what else? French I learned in high school. And when I've gone to France and North Africa, I've gotten along rather well. Extended conversations in French, but I can't understand a news broadcast though. Russian was unbelievably useful to me because I studied communist affairs. That I studied in college and in graduate school. Went to the Russian Institute of Columbia. So I studied, uh, I studied Russian and it's, it's not an easy language, but it's not a killer like uh, Arabic's a killer Chinese is a killer killer any any Westerner who learns Chinese and to read it hats off okay Quinn 17 years old from Tucson Dennis what do you think of blue-collar work I'm planning on becoming an electrician oh how ironic you should ask this today my subject on my happiness hour every Friday the second hour of my national radio show is on happiness. I've done this since 1999. I've never missed a week that I've been on, on Friday. It's always been about happiness. And I spoke about work, how work gives you a accomplishment, how important work is to any excellence. I don't give a hoot what a person does. I never ever in my heart, my mind my emotion anything judge the work providing obviously it's legal and ethical a very very dear friend of mine is an electrician as it happens he has been over to my house for dinner i have been over to his house he's a mormon as it happens the this couple i love this couple They're very special to my wife and me. He's an electrician. I, I, I don't judge people by profession. I judge people by decency. I always have. I, I don't even care about people's brains. Now he happens to be very bright. That's not my point. But for example, I know a lot of people who are attracted to brilliant people. I've never been, never. I'm attracted to good people, to wise people. Brilliance is a dime a dozen means nothing to me. So, uh, electrician or a chef or a waiter or I, or a ditch digger. If you're honorably employed, I have another question. Are you earning money to help support your family? That's the greatest thing you could do. You might. If you want to get a, a more ambivalent answer from me, ask me what I think about people who are healthy and are getting benefits from the government. Actually, you won't get an ambivalent response. <laughs> That's problematic. Or, for that matter, brilliant lawyers who devote their brains to uh, awful causes. It's, they're prestigious and rich and bright and this and that. It means nothing to me. So that's my answer. God bless you. Electrician is awesome. Probably make more than a lot of doctors now. Justin 28 from Seattle. Hi, Justin. Dennis, if you had a face-to-face meeting with Donald Trump, what would you say? That is so interesting. (laughs) Oh my God. I would say, sir, I would love you to bounce off your tweets. Bounce your tweets off me before you send them that's but uh, Knowing in advance it would be useless. I'm not sure I would say it, but since we're entering the fantasy world That's that's probably what I might say, but I would also say sir. You are right about the media and the fake news You are gutsy You make mistakes like all humans. I wish you had a more presidential bearing but, sir, you have done a lot of good, and that's the most important. Bradley from Pleasanton, California. How old is Bradley? Didn't say. Shall I guess? Yeah. Bradley, 32 and a half. I think that was it. You do? Yeah. That's great. Dennis, is it possible to honorably civilly fight the left and win, or does the right have to adopt the left's dirty tactics? No there's there's no reason on the contrary clean tactics eviscerates them but you have to fight the problem is as a general rule the bad guys fight more than the good guys that's been true all of history part of the reason is the good guys are usually happier so they're not motivated to fight as much They have a family and a job and a religion and so their lives are are often much fuller than the unhappy and the the conservatives are much happier than people on the Left I mean every every poll shows that and uh, I've always said this is a very important thing everybody has unhappiness every human being so you have a choice just now I'm just talking about Americans okay I don't want to you can't make a general statement on this around the world but in America if you have unhappiness you have two choices you can say life is filled with unhappiness this is my share or you can say America has made me unhappy the left wants you to believe America has made you unhappy Megan Megan from Minnetonka no age given Dennis one of the Hebrew words for God is Elohim, which is plural. How do Jews explain referring to God in the plural? The answer is That everywhere I I know I know the the Bible in Hebrew quite well 99 if not a hundred percent of the time Elohim is has the singular verb you you in hebrew you judge whether the noun is plural or singular by what verb you use so it, it and now we have that in english so for example i go well no that's not true we don't have that we don't know we have i go and you go but we don't have plural and singular that's not true Hebrew is actually one of the few languages that does have changing verbs depending on the nouns gender and the nouns number. So the word, if, if you say God spoke, in if the, the, the Bible says God spoke, the most common verb used about God is God spoke. God spoke to Moses is a common one. In every case, It's, and God spoke is, uses the word spoke is singular. Nowhere does it say God spoke plural. Nowhere. It's, in Hebrew, it's vayadaber. If it were plural, it would be vayadabru, but it's never once used. So why is the noun in a multiple form? I don't know. It may well be uh, because God encompasses all God's, Uh, But we have that in English. Is the word fish singular or plural? Both. Right? I have many fish. I have one fish. Okay. Alan33. Do you see uh, the same questions? Mm -hmm. But you guys don't, right? Guess where Alan33 is from? Give you a hint. The Southeast. Sherman Oaks. Oh, that's West. Oh, uh, what, like what I deal with, folks. What I deal Yes, exactly right, Georgia. Oh, my God. The new guy got it right and the veteran. All right. Dennis, how do you pick and choose which battles are worth fighting? Referring to both private life and, for you, public life. I choose on the basis of whether I think it's significant or not. is a very important question you ask the uh so for example i am i am far more preoccupied with iran than i am with global warming all right so i i pick my battle fighting iran is more morally significant to me than fighting carbon emissions by the way that's one of the great differences between left and right what are the battles that they choose to fight the left is fighting the battle of not giving newborn babies a gender okay i consider that absurd and and dangerously absurd of course we're born with a gender that a tiny tiny percentage of humanity does not identify with their biological sex or gender that's a separate issue you show these people compassion, but you don't drop the notion of gender. The, we we pick very different battles. My battles are about good and evil. And uh, that's what I care most about. Joseph 16 in Gilbert, Arizona. Dennis, based on your own habits and your own professional success, what are some habits you think young people should develop if they want to succeed? Whoa, wow. Hmm. Well, if you follow what I did, I'm not sure it'll work. Are you ready? This is going to blow your minds, especially Joseph, who's 16. I'm going to whisper it, lest my parents in heaven hear it. I never did homework once in high school. Not once. I was very proud of it, by the way. I, I told this to my friends. I don't think you get away with it today. They give so much homework today. It's, I think it's ridiculous, by the way. I do. But that, I mean I'll talk about that another time. But anyway, not based on exactly what I did, but I wanted to make something clear. Whenever parents tell me their kids don't do schoolwork, my first answer is not, oh, that's terrible. Never. I ask them, what are they doing when they're not doing their schoolwork? And if the answer is video games and partying and smoking pot then I much prefer they did schoolwork when I wasn't doing schoolwork. Well, one of the things I did was I taught myself how to read symphonic scores that now I'm going to be conducting again. I learned, I taught, I started teaching myself Russian. I, I, I read all the time. So I just didn't want to do schoolwork, but I wanted to learn and grow. So, the question is, how much time do you waste? That's one of the things. Another is, get involved with any of the Judeo-Christian offshoots. You'll be deeper human being. I don't care if you believe in God right now. That's not, that's not my issue. I said get involved. People involved in good religion, there's bad religion, like anything else. People involved in higher, good religion So I'm thinking of a whole bunch of offshoots of Judaism and Protestantism and Catholicism and the evangelicals and the Mormons and, you know, a whole host, you know, Eastern Orthodox. It's fine. You get involved and you start, you take a Bible class, okay? Whether it's a synagogue or a church, you take a Bible class. You'll be a deeper human being. What most young people today never think about is how do I become deep? Think how I how can I have a good time, but not how do I become deep? You'll succeed more if you're deeper, because you're thinking about the big issues, what's important in life. Also, think that you should start thinking. I mean, not not a, how old was he? Sixteen. Okay, at sixteen you're not going to get married, obviously, but but I already did one of these fireside chats dedicated to young women you should think about getting married when you're in college you meet a great guy and you let him go just because you haven't gotten your career I I, I, you're wrong you're making a terrible mistake your best chance to meet a quality guy is when you're younger that's real life not the fantasy life of gender studies or women's studies programs but in real life men I don't I don't agree with men who say well I don't you know I'm I won't get married till I have a certain income. I don't. It's a completely uh, illogical statement. It's a non sequitur. What's to prevent you from having that income if you're married? I don't. I really. I don't understand it. You meet a great a young woman. Why should you throw her away? Great people don't grow on trees. You should make, write a book like that. Three more Peter 22 in Denmark What's the matter we don't take cities in these places that that is bigoted No, oh he didn't supply it All of you listening around the world give your city. We're not uh, We're not Insular here in America You have cities just like we do but anyway Peter 22 in Denmark asks Dennis, are you thinking of making PragerU and PragerForce international? Oh my God, you, 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 I'm going crazy because that's my biggest dream. These ideas are universal. Every idea that we advocate is universal. That's my dream is to be international and we are now to a certain extent. I want to make that clear. We have a number of subtitles for various PragerU videos, but I, I, I want to make a concerted effort to do so. So. Yes, and a Prager Force International. Wow. Do we have international? Yeah, yeah. We do? So why doesn't Peter join? He'll be our first Dane Dane doing it. We might even have Dane. By the way, the, the biggest problem, though, Peter, I have to admit, there is a problem, and that is you speak Danish. You probably don't understand. Danish is so hard. It's so... In fact, I asked... I have a Dane on my show regularly, Bjorn Lomborg. And, uh, I asked him once, how do you say happy birthday in Danish? Now I'm pretty good. I have a good ear cause it's musical and I speak a lot of languages. This is not an easy language that has nothing to do with anything. I was just spontaneous eruption of absurdity. But, uh, anyway, we would love you to, to start something in Denmark. Thank you for asking two more. Another one from, uh, international. Great. Patrick from Lignica, Poland. Dennis, do you and your wife enjoy dancing? What was the last word? What does that mean? Dancing? Uh, let me say something, Patrick. Uh, I, I was self-conscious about dancing in high school. When you're six foot four in high school the last thing you want to do is draw attention to yourself dancing not to mention it doesn't come naturally so uh what was the question what do, do you and your wife enjoy dancing no we don't enjoy thank it was one of the first questions I asked her I knew this was a marriage maker or breaker because if she wanted us to dance I'm sorry you got to find another guy no I'm kidding I if she wanted to dance I'm sure she'd find a lot of partners, but uh, it's it's not a thing in my life. However, let me make something clear. I completely understand why people love it. The fact that it doesn't resonate with me means nothing. It's like when people ask me, you know, what's your favorite food or your favorite cigar? It doesn't matter because it doesn't make it better than anything else. Morality has better and worse. Art has better and worse, but tastes don't. If you enjoy dancing, that's why God made it in some people. Do it. Did your parents meet at a dance? My parents met at a dance. That is exactly right. Although I can't quite see my dad dancing. They met at a dance, but I'm not sure they danced. Okay. Final question Adam from Marietta, Georgia. Dennis, I've heard people on the left say that poor people work harder than rich people do. It's just that rich people just got lucky or were born rich. What would your response be? Wow, that's amazing. Just today I was talking about, again, uh, on the happiness hour, I was talking about hard work. I am sure that there are rich people who did not work hard. And I know that there are poor people who do work hard, but as a general rule, in, in in a free society, the harder you work, the more money you will make. That's just the way it works. I met a woman, she was an Uber driver. She drove me some somewhere. She talked the whole time, which was fine. She was fascinating. This woman, our kids are grown up. She just works. Now listen to this. She does Uber and she does other work. She works basically all day. Why do you work so hard? Because I love to travel and I want to go around the world. Most people on earth would say the lady's rich. Look at that. This year, Europe. This year, Africa. This year, South America, right? But she works very hard. That's, that's the issue. Anyway, I tell you this is another thing. Maybe I'll talk about money one time. I've never, for a minute of my life, aimed to be rich. I aim to have enough to live comfortably. And by comfortably, I mean comfortably. That's it. I I never sought a uh, a luxury, super luxury car. Uh, I From high school, I thought I was unbelievably rich if I could get any book I wanted and any record. Now it's CDs and it's back to records. But anyway, that's if I could get a good stereo system, a good camera, I thought I was the richest guy on earth. I, I've never been motivated by that. I have been motivated by doing good rather than doing well. I have ended up doing well, but it was, it was just fortuitous. I didn't, I did not expect that. Not, not that it's a bad thing, by the way, I don't even think it's a bad thing. If, if, well, if you want to be rich, I don't think that that's a healthy ambition if you want to be comfortable and make a good living that's really good but uh that's the way i see it wow these things go fast i hope you enjoy them i hope you tell your friends about it and by the way you should watch previous a prager u uh fireside chats cuz they're not really dated as you see what i talk about and what I the questions that I receive are not they're not news items so it's not dated so it's worth looking at previous ones in the meantime please help Prager University succeed and go international the only thing stopping us is money we could because the world needs good values well then thanks so much for watching hopefully see you next week I'm Dennis Prager bye bye